You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Uh, this, is, this whole week, the last few weeks, we've been talking about the Father, and there's two sons in this story. And Jesus was telling the story so that you kind of know this is how God is, this is what God's like, all those things so you could understand. And so as we get into it, I'm just wondering if we really do understand what God is really like as we get into this. Because the first week Brian was talking about, my baby brother, was talking about, he was talking about how God wanted to be known as your father or our father, which is a little weird for us. Uh, I'm going to to be like honest with you because I have this thing called a God box and you've got one too. And it says, this is how God thinks, this is how God acts, this is the way it works. So we have this little God box and so we kind of work out of that. So for me to think of God as the father, I, I mean, I'm trying to do this because we've grown up, whatever it is with God, religion or no religion or nothing, but just seeing God as the father and not uh, as God, it's a little different. And so he's trying to tell the story to let people know this is how we think, this is how we feel, this is how we do things. And so that was the first week. Second week was the little brother ran off. He took, you know, they call it the prodigal son. So just let me help you. That's kind of a religious word we use. Uh, Let's say he just took all his money and ran. How about that? He said, give me my inheritance, give me my stuff. (laughs) because I'm a teenager and I know everything, Dad. And so give it to me and I'm going to go and, you know, do what I want to do. He got in trouble. Uh, Of course he did. He spent all his money. He ended up eating with pigs. And then he decided he wanted to go home. Now, Now, remember, there's an older brother in here. I'll get to the older brother. So the younger brother's going to come home and everything's going to be okay and going to be fine because that's the father's heart That's the father's heart is that, uh, I'll give you a hint, he's looking for a relationship more than anything else, more than anything you think you are or want to do or make God happy or make, you know, I'm not making God happy. He just wants a relationship with you. So that's what was happening with the son coming back. But the older son thought, that's not right. Okay, I'll just go ahead and let's just get our little God box out. We just can't let him come in like there's nothing ever happened. Because we want to say there's got to be consequences. We'll talk about that. There's got to be something, that kind of thing. So since I'm the middle child, I'm the one that always kept peace in the house. I was the only angel there. And the reason I'm saying this is because nobody else has a microphone. And my brother, my older brother's watching the line, and Brian is um, surely, he's listening intently to this wonderful, eloquent speech I'm making right now. So I'm the middle child, and so my brother, my older brother, he was actually the prodigal son, if you want to know. He was the one that went wild and went crazy. Uh, he's, they call, he said he was the black sheep of the family, and the reason he said that, that was religion talking to him. If you remember, I said, a long time ago that he couldn't go to church because they, didn't, they said he had to cut his hair. He had long hair. It was beautiful, though. I mean, you know, beautiful long hair, and he couldn't go to church. So he kind of went wild with drugs, alcohol, and whatever else you want to add into that, you can add that in. 
So I was thinking as a middle child, I'm going to help him. You see how this works? You see how we do? We're just those people. We just like to jump in there and how to straighten everybody out. So I'm going to straighten Alan out. So Alan had a smoking problem also. And we found out that smoking is bad for you. Do y'all know this? You know now, right? Okay. It's still, it's on the pack. So, but it don't matter. It really doesn't matter. Okay, if you got it, yeah. So Alan's smoking. I said, I'm going to help him stop. This is, now remember, I'm, I'm a teenager. Don't have all my faculties with me, you know. I don't get those when I'm 30. A man, you know, we, we don't get them until later, just letting you know. Women already know this. You do not. So, so I'm getting my stuff together, and I said, I'm going to help Alan quit smoking. So I got a hold of his cigarettes. I've told this story a long time ago, but it's so many new ones. Thought you might like this. So I got a hold of his cigarettes. I snuck them upstairs, and I started taking I got one out. I took tweezers, and I started unpacking that thing, okay? You have to be really delicate if you're doing this, okay? So I started unpacking it, and then I cut up six match heads. Now, let me... Let me help you. Three would have been enough. Is that right? Because there's a lot of fire happening here. I just thrown it up there. So then I put six match heads in. I packed it down. And then I put it back in the pack. And I did the, I don't know how y'all pack them on your head. Is that, I don't, but anyway, I started packing them. You know how they do, pack them down? So I packed them down. And so I let, he went downstairs. He's watching TV. And I'm upstairs. And I'm praying. I am not. I'm like, it's going to happen tonight. You know, I wanted to be around it. I didn't want him to be like out in a car somewhere and explode. I wanted him, you know, I wanted him to, I wanted him to feel it. So he's downstairs. About 20 minutes later, I hear a commotion happening downstairs underneath me. I'm like, well, then I heard him start talking to God. And then I knew that it happened when he started talking to God. Uh, so he started talking to God. Now, remember this, Alan had a, he had a beautiful long blonde hair, okay, mustache, got that? This is very important about the mustache part. And, of course, he had an eyebrow, he did. <laughs> and then he had that beautiful hair. So that thing, I would, let, me, let me help you. If you're going to do this, pack it toward the end of the cigarette, not the middle, because middle's too close. Does that got it? So it exploded, and it fire went up like this. It, it burned the mustache. He was so good. You should have seen it. It, it, it. it wasn't good in the moment, but it was good right then. So he went up, caught the, got the eyebrow, and then the hair singed and curled. And you could actually smell it when he came up. So you could smell his hair being burned. So he comes upstairs. I thought he wanted to tell me how wonderful I was. So he picks me up by the neck and pushes me into the wall. I thought, oh, we're going to have a prayer meeting right now. And I did, I did all I could do not to laugh at this. Because, I mean, it was like, oh, you seen the scar? The, the lion scar? That's kind of like, went up that. And I went, oh. And he said, I will kill you if you touch my cigarettes. And by the way, I never did that again. But I'm telling you this. My older brother didn't see things the way I saw them. I thought I was helping him. And so here we are in this story with the older brother thinking the thing, same things, that this, what's about to happen in my family is not right. And we're going to go, all we're going to, we're going to talk about this because God told us, this is how I am. This is how I love. And I don't know if we were getting it. I'm not sure if in that God box that you understand how God loves, how he, how he thinks. I don't know. 
because each one of you have an idea how it works. And so we're going to talk about this as we get into it. So what is it really like for you? Uh, well, let's fight. I mean, just let's talk about it. Uh, is he somebody you're afraid of? That's something we have to think about. You know, are you afraid of God? Are you happy with God? Are you scared of God? Uh, how do you pray? How do you live? What do you do? And this is what we're going to talk about. This is what happened to the older brother. How we think about God will determine who we are. Because it's either fear or freedom we live in. Either God has a hammer or he doesn't. And, and if I do enough, and here's another thought. If I do enough good things, then God will like me. If I don't do enough good things, God won't like me. So I'm just asking you, how are you thinking? Because you're going you're gonna to live like that. You're going to live in fear. You're going to be scared. You know, people are not in, you know, not in church like they used to be. They're watching online. You might be feeling guilty. Would you please stop? Just stop. Because you don't know how God thinks or how he feels. And so the story tells us. He's telling people who this is what happened in this story in Luke chapter 15, the prodigal son. He's telling people that they thought how this is how God is and this is how God works. And then he's told them a story. He said, there's you know, that father and there's two sons. They're probably wealthy. And don't get hung up on that now because that's kind of what happens. We get hung up on, well, they're a wealthy family. Obviously, they were wealthy because he gave his, a teenager his inheritance, so he had the money. But you gotta be careful with that because how you think about him and what you do every day, is it in fear or is it in freedom? Does God love me if I'm good? Does God love me if I'm bad? And never, never tell your children God's going to get you. Never tell your children that. God's going to get you, but not like that. He wants to be with you. This is the story that we're talking about today. This is how he thinks. This is what he does. And as we get into it, you'll see. The older son had no clue what was happening. He had no clue yet. This is a direct connection between how we see God, what we become, and how we act toward others. So... If I believe God is judgmental, then I'm going to be that way. It's just the who we are. If somebody's doing something that you're not doing, then you're going to judge them. And what's really interesting, I watched this happen over the last 24 years. People come into church, the sinners of sinners, whatever you, I mean, everybody's got a sinner story, right? We're all sinners. And so sometimes they just want to tell you how bad they are. I'm like, well, okay, that's wonderful. I'm glad you're bad. Now God's going to clean you up. Then God cleans them up. And they accept Jesus Christ, their life changes. And six months later, they're judging people for the same thing they were doing. So I'm trying to figure out what are we doing here? What is in this box? How do we see God? How do we, is, are we thinking like him? Is God judgmental? Is God mad if I'm not doing everything right? You know, does, he, does he love me less? Or he loves, I think we have this thought going on that God somehow loves less on some days and more on Sundays, right? I mean, he loves you more today. He loves you more because you came to church. That's how we, that's how we see things. And that's kind of in that box. And you got to be careful what's in there because you'll treat people differently than God treats you. And that's, that's what we're looking at. How does he love? What does he think? That's what we're doing. It's tough to get life right when we've got God wrong. Okay, let me, I'm going to help you right quick. This is me. You, I want everybody, you can judge me in just a minute. Is that good? I can't love people like God loves people. 
Okay, I'm gonna say it. I've told y'all to do it, and Jesus said to do it at the Lord's Supper. He said, you need to love people like I love you, not like you love yourself. I'm not having a good, I'm not having a good time with any of it. There are people I just can't love. How about you? You want to be honest, or are you going to judge me? All right, I love everybody. No, you don't. No, you don't. Well, I know people, well, God's got to love them. I understand. There's people you work with, you can't love. Only God can love. Well, let him do it. That's what you do. Let him do it. Because God doesn't love like you love or I love. This is my, this is that little box I'm in. This is, I got, I have conditions on my love. I can tell you I, we live unconditionally. No, I can't help that. I have too much stuff going on. If people are doing bad, I don't like them as much as they're doing good. That's just me. It's just who we are. So, for me to tell you to love people like God loves people, I don't know if we're going to get there. And then the problem with that is then it translates into you. How are you going to love people? It's, it is really interesting. This story helps explain how God loves as we walk through this. Without a proper view of the Father, we can still, uh, we can be home and still miss the heart of the Father. So let's talk about that just for a minute. Let's talk about that. The older son was home, but he missed it, okay? So the younger son was home and went away to find it. <laughs> so this was something that nobody, it was not translating to the older son what was actually happening. Let me help you. I'm gonna say something just gonna make you mad. Is that all right? Okay, uh, God's gonna love you good, bad, or ugly. I don't know if you feel that. I don't know if you, that translates into, you know, if I'm bad, God still loves me. Yes, because God's not after your performance or how many times you do something. He wants to have a relationship with you and he doesn't care about the rest of it. It's the honest truth. And it's very hard for us to get that. God really wants to have a relationship. That's why when the younger son was coming home, I don't care what you've done, where you've been. I want you home because I care about you more than what you did, what you spent. And see, the older brother hasn't got there yet. But God's more worried, not I'm worried, God's concern is that he wants a relationship with you, but I don't know if it is enough for you. Here's, I mean, think about what I'm asking you. Is it enough for you just to have a relationship with him? Or is it, is it you need more from that? Because I think sometimes God's an ATM, sometimes God's a genie in a bottle, sometimes God's an answer to prayer, sometimes he's not. So I don't know what you want to do. And this is where I'm messing with this God box with you, is having a relationship with God with nothing else. Is it enough? This is what the older brother was at home and missed the whole time. Is it about what I can get? I'm just trying to figure out why we're doing this and why we get with God, and why we're following him. This is the question that Jesus is answering in this story. Let me get back, where did I go? Okay, here we go. I think I'm right, I think I'm right. I'm gonna say some stuff, and then you can get mad about it, and then get over it, and think about it, okay? So I'm messing with the God box. God loves the sinner as much as he loves the saint. Do y'all believe that? 
You do. That's good. That's very good. It's kind of in there. Let me do this. Let me change a word. Okay. God loves the wicked as much as he loves the saint. So there's people that are doing wicked stuff right now that are not in church and don't even care about church and they're out there doing their thing and you hear and God loves them as much as he loves you. So that's what we're saying. Wow, he's gonna have to love them, isn't he? You tell, let me help you with this. You're telling me that God loves Hitler as much as he loves you. I'm not good with this. Do you understand what, do you understand what, are you, are you picking up what I'm laying down when it comes to the Father? This is not any kind of love you have ever seen or you can ever feel. He said, my love is not your, like your love. My words are not, my thoughts are not. My love is unconditional. If it's unconditional, then he wants Hitler too. And I don't. See how that worked? That's why I let God love them. There is so much wickedness right now, wicked people everywhere, from child molesters to serial killers, and you're telling me, I'm straight up telling you right now, that God loves it as much as he loves us. It's a good thing he's God. If you were God for a day, what would you do? You would have taken everybody out. His, God's will on earth as it in heaven, that everybody should come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior so that God the Father can have a relationship with his creation, including Hitler. If somebody could have witnessed to Hitler, I don't know exactly how this would work. I'm just making it up. Witness to him right before he shot himself or whoever did that. Uh, he accepted Jesus Christ. He would be in heaven. Is that what we're saying? Wow, this, this is a love we don't get. Is everybody with me on this? So this is why he's trying to show us this is that kind of love. I'm sorry, judge me. I don't have that. Our love is conditional and just what it is. Is it fair? Is God love fair? Oh, I told you I was gonna mess you up a little bit, bring you into this. So is God's love fair? Now, now I've heard, is God fair? Because then was life fair, and then you would say life isn't fair. And I don't know if God's fair. There's people watching online that have quit, have given up on God, stop coming to church, stop everything, because they believe God's not fair. How come this person dies and that person lives? How come that prayer was answered and mine was not? And I go to church every weekend. I go to church every weekend. I read my Bible, I give, and God does not answer my prayer. And these idiots out here, those people live like what they want to live like and they seem to get blessed. What is the deal? Does it not feel that way? You go to work every day, you're on time, you don't come back late from lunch and the person who does gets the promotion. What is that? I don't seem fair. Isn't that amazing? And then you're one of those, those people who are dating and you're doing it right. You're trying to save yourself in marriage. You're trying to find somebody else, save somebody, yourself in marriage. And they're out there, they're dating and they're sleeping around with everybody. And those people end up getting married and you're still single. What? Do you understand how the old brother's feeling right now? You just can't walk back in the house like nothing happened. Is that how it works? Then you don't understand the love of God. I've already tried to explain the love of God makes no sense to me. 
But we better be glad that he does love the way he loves, or we would all be in a mess, would we not? So, you'll have to figure out if it's fair or not to love Hitler as much as he loved you. Wow, amazing. So here we go. The older son is getting ready for what's about to happen. He's not, he's not aware yet. He's about to be aware of what's going on. So meanwhile, the older son was in the field. And the reason he was in the field, he was doing what he's supposed to do. He was working. He was working while the older son was out spending all the money. Remember? You'll hear this. So he's working. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he heard, we are family. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I got all my sister with me. And that's what was going on. That's how he heard it. Was it Sister Sledge was in the house? And so he was, and all of a sudden, that's the best dance song there is, right? Everybody just jumps right in. It doesn't matter if you never danced in your life, you're going to get in a circle. And so that's what was happening. So he heard this. Now remember, they're having a party and I'm not invited. He don't know about it yet. He don't know what's going on yet. It's kind of like not happy right now. Because, he, you know, he's in charge of everything, right? So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. So the servant's about to tell him, he said, there can't be a party going on because I'm in charge of the household. I schedule everything and it's not on my schedule and I don't like this. Sister Sledge is booked. I was not informed. And so this is what was happening. So he's trying to pay attention to what's going on. So he asked a servant what is happening and this is not the news. If in your God box, you're gonna rise up in just a minute because this is not the news. Your brother has come home. He replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf. Not a fat calf, but a fattened one. That is, I'm gonna to explain to you right now, that's different language. Because in this day, a fattened calf is what they did for special occasions. They fattened it up. So, when it had a, so if you just read fat calf, it wasn't a big deal. But when it's fattened up, It's a big deal, and the whole neighborhood's invited. Sister Sledge is here, and everybody's having a party, and we're going to eat a lot, and we're going to have fun. Why? Because it's a special deal. Why is it a special deal? Because the son came home. He killed the fattened cat because he has, has him back safe and sound. Safe and sound. He didn't put him in time out. Are you just mad right now? Hang on a minute. I've been doing what I'm supposed to do. I've been doing, I've, been, I've been doing everything you've asked me to do. I'm in charge of the household. My brother goes off, and you'll see this, and he spends all his money, ends up in the pig pen. You bring him back, and you throw a party. I'm not happy. I am not happy. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. I am not going in the party. I can see this. Can you see this now? What would you do right now? Let's rise up. Come on, let's get it all together here. You mad yet? Just a little bit? Oh, maybe just a little. So we're rising up. We're mad. I feel for this, I feel for this brother, though, because I don't want to tell you you can go, like, do what you want to do and everything's going to be all right. You know, sin always, sin always has a payment, you know. You see, that, that's what you're, you might be missing a little bit in the story. Sin always has a payment. It always comes due. There are consequences of those things. You don't ever know what they're going to look like or how it's going to work. 
The son that came home, he lost his inheritance. He didn't get it back. He lost his good name. It was gone. All the time, people are asking him, what did you do? What did you do? What did you do? That's what's happening. So don't think, which will make you feel better, that there wasn't consequences to what was happening. But you're missing the point of the story if it's just about consequences. And it's not about consequences. The dad wanted his son home. It wasn't about what he did or what he spent. It's about a relationship. I love my son and I want him home. But the big brother wasn't feeling it. He wasn't feeling it. So the older brother, he refused. So this father went out and pleaded with him, look, you know, I, you need to come to this party. And you'll see at the end why he wanted him to come to the party. But even the father wasn't mad at this son. If you notice that, he wasn't mad. You need to get yourself in this house. You need to do this. And you, he didn't do that. He said, I just need you, to, you need to come to the party. That's the father. Remember how he loves and how he thinks. But here's the speech. You ever had a speech for your mom and dad? You know, I love that when the teenagers want to have a speech. Like they have something to do with this house. You like, don't you love that? And the way, and the car payments and all this. I love when they have a speech. So here it is. Oh, look, all these years, listen to the language. Listen to the language. All these years I've been slaving for you and never, never disobeyed your orders. This is not a father-son relationship. This is a, a master-slave relationship. And I need to make sure you, that doesn't resonate with you. So you serve. I've served God all my life. I've done everything he told me to do. And look what happened to me. This is what he's saying. I've done everything you've, every order, never disobeyed, everything you wanted. You never gave me a young goat. Listen to this. Oh, now he's mad. Oh, he's mad. You never even gave me a young goat. Not a fatty calf. Not even a goat. Daddy, I don't even deserve a goat. No goat. So I can celebrate with my friends. This is a servant-master relationship. And he was in the house with the father and he missed it. So you got to be careful you don't miss it. More, no, it doesn't matter what you do or what, how many times you do something or how many times you show up, how many times you read, all the pray and all the, God, bottom line, he wants a relationship. And I want to know, can you, is that enough for you? It's just to have a relationship with the father. Is it enough? Because you got to be careful that it's, it's not like this. See, the brother was mad. He said, look, I, I'm, if, I, if I punch in a code, you should give me something. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out in our little God box that we have, how are we treating God? How does this work? Are you following him or with him because you love him or you want something from him? In most relationships, see, we don't do unconditional relationships. There's conditional. We always have conditions. And I'm just telling you the truth. So if I do something good, then God's got to give me something. And if he doesn't give me something, I'm going to be mad about it. And this is what was happening with the older brother. So God's more an ATM and a genie in a bottle and an answer to a prayer. And I come because I want, I'm, I'm going to be good so that God will do something good for me. I'm just, this has nothing to do with how he thinks. It's all about the relationship with him. 
It's all about hanging out with you. Why does he give us protection? Why does he bless us? Because he loves us. Because he loves us. Is that, is that expected of us? Is that, what we, is that what we expect? This is what was happening with the brother. This was what was happening. But when this son of yours, if you ever said that to your wife about your daughter, this daughter of yours, that's your daughter, do something with her. It's not my daughter, it's your daughter. This son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. I just want to remind you how bad this is. I want to remind you how good I am and how bad he is, which has nothing to do with the father's love. <laughs> That's nothing. This is, you want to try to love like God? This is tough. Because you just want to bow up. And, and you, want the, you know what the older brother wanted to do? I want to be in charge of the consequences. I want to, I want to punish him myself. I'll tell you what it's going to look like, when we're going to do it. I want all of that. Now, he's already been punished. He's lost his inheritance. He's lost everything. He was out there with pigs. The most important thing is he's home. That's the most important thing. To who? The father. That's the most important thing. Does God owe you? I'm just curious right quick. I have God's ATM pen if you need it. If you want one, it's called prayer. Prayer. Just pray. Just think about this for a minute. Does he owe you? Do you feel like he owes you something? Because, you know, I hear people say, I serve because that's what God wants me to do. I give because that's what God wants me to do. What, why, why does he want any of that? He wants, I mean, I understand he tells us this is how it works. This is who we are. I get all that, but he wants a relationship. It is so much what you did or what you're going to do is who you are right now. That's what he wants. He wants you in the house. And that's what he's talking about. What happens when you relate to the Father as if he owes you? You want to help you real quick? You will never be happy because there'll never be enough. There will never be enough. You will never make God happy enough. You won't. He, will be, he cannot bless you enough. There's just not enough when you think God owes you. It's about the relationship. So we have to get to that. My son, the father said, you're always with me and everything I have is yours. So which part of that, that verse did you just see? I can tell you what most people see. You ready? Everything I have is yours. You like that? That's beautiful, isn't it? Everything I have is yours. Is that what he wants? Everything I have is to be yours? Is that what he's looking for? Look at the first part, my son, my daughter. That's what he's looking for. That's what he's after. He said, you always will be with me. You will, you'll be with me. But everything I have is already always yours. But I want you to be my son. That's what I'm after. Here's the tragedy real quick. It was all uh, his anyway, by the way. It was all his. He didn't have to ask for it. Did nothing to get it. He was just born. <laughs> born in the right house. Nothing to, he did not value the relationship over the stuff. He didn't, he didn't see past the stuff. And I make, let's make sure we see past the stuff. 
and don't miss the relationship. And that's what was happening to this older brother. And that's what I want to be, make sure. But we had to celebrate and be glad because his brother of, uh, this brother of yours was dead and now is alive. Again, he was lost and now he is found. So it wasn't about what he did or what he could do or what he will do. He was home. So my older brother, let me tell you this. I don't believe I've ever said this. I told it at first service. My older brother... We had to kick him out of the house. Uh, he was dangerous, drugs, alcohol, police were showing up. I mean, it was just like every other day, like, um, you know, we got used to it. I mean, it's like, it's showing up. Didn't know it wasn't normal, okay? So he started showing, police showing up. So then finally, my mom and dad, protect me and Brian, uh, had to kick him out of the house. So they kicked him out of the house. I think he was 18, 19, somewhere in there. And... I was always wondering, and we were all wondering, what's he doing? Where is he? Is he okay? The phone rings. And every time the phone rings, my mother would say, that could be it. He could be gone. So finally, Alan got in trouble, just like the prodigal son got in trouble. Um, and they brought him in, brought him home to help him. And this is something I haven't even shared. But... Alan, when he came home, I moved, I began to sleep in the floor beside his bed for two years. And the reason I did that is because I wanted a relationship with my older brother because he was wonderful. He did so many wonderful things before drugs. And you know what I didn't ask? I didn't ask, what'd you do? Where you been? You know what I cared about? Straight up, he was just home. He was just home. And that's exactly how I felt with Alan as his father felt with his son. It didn't matter what you've done, where you've been. I love you, you're home, and that's what matters the most. You have to realize that God loves like we don't love. And that is the heart of the father. He loves us all the same way. He loves us. Y'all stand with me just for a moment. I hate the older brother. Maybe in time got it, but you don't want to miss the relationship, okay? That's, I'm afraid sometimes we're in the Bible Belt, we have religion, whatever you've come from, watching online, I don't know. Maybe you're even mad. You know, God, I don't even know. But I'm saying don't miss what he wants most of all is to hang out with you. That's why it's important to pray with and talk to him and, and not a wish list or an ATM. I mean, just talk, just talk. That's what he miss, misses the most. Let's pray together. Father, thank you again for the day. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for the heart of the father. I pray that we will work towards that because that's, it's, it's such a big deal for you and for us. Thank you for loving us and for caring for everything that we do. And we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us at MarathonChurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at MarathonChurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. 
Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church Podcast.